What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dynasty Logics. That's right. That's me. That's Bobby. That's the B O B B Y. Why? Because I got Tom on the other side. Let's go today. You ready to do this? Oh, Mr. TD is always ready to do this. Just keep winning. I, uh, the guy who uh, changes his name to Legend in one of the leagues. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Nickname. Yeah, like that no, one? nice nickname. You just slid it in, waiting to see who was going to notice, who didn't. And, well, guess what? I mean, it, it, all you could do is scoreboard watch when you're 0-15 anyway. So he, here we are looking at some scoreboards, and I see you just sneak the words in legend. And you know what? Bravo, sir. You know, that's that's a shot at, at some of these new young guns who, you know, don't remember in Dynasty history matters. So, you know, you get, sometimes you got to step back and tell them who you are. Not worried about your high score. And you know what? This is the time of year where, you know, real teams show up and, you know, the fake ones, you know, start to fall the wayside. Because now we get in the real dynasty season. Now we see what your team's depths look like because now you got bye weeks plus a week weekly injuries that just happen all the time. So I yeah, hope that bench is strong because you're going to need it coming up here. So. You know, this this will this will weed out the uh, you know the, the fakers from the reality right here. Here comes the men for the boys or something like that. That sounds awful. No, <laughs> no men are seeking boys, right? No, nah. no. But you know what we're doing? We're getting ready to rock into week six. Week six. No week five recaps, unless you want to talk about something in particular. Ah, uh, nah, uh, yeah, we, no. Solidation, Pete Warner. You know? No doubt. Solid tackle, lunch bell guy. Solidation JOK. That's it. Solidation JOK. Good. Um, you know, throw contusion JOK. Uh, <laughs> rookie linebacker. I'm just looking for positives. That's all you're looking for, and that's a bonus. You know, um, so speaking of uh, throwing things, Kadarius Tony getting disqualified for throwing a punch at uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's it's funny because like the guy gets a buck eighty nine and he throws a punch, you know. Fantasy owner's like, ah, he stayed in, he would have got two hundred. I'm like, yeah, well, that's the good and the bad of some of these young players, right? Florida guy? Ah, that sounds like a Florida move. I <laughs> <laughs> like a Florida move. He is a play this week, though. Don't you go pick him up, play him. I'll, I'm again. I think that's a real dirt bag move again, but like, you know what? talent when they don't have anyone else you know there was another uh giant back in the day who was uh quite a pest uh obj remember oh. he was he was getting getting into into so many fights that he even fought the uh the kicking post and the kicking post won uh this this has been a giant's history because i thought you were gonna go even further back because i'll give you plexico burris all right. We, 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 oh, the guy who shot uh, himself? Yeah. Okay. So the Giants have a history of this, right? At this point, right? And honestly, I'm not trusting any Giants, right? I'm, I'm not. I'm, you can go pick up Booker and play him. Honestly, I'm going to get Brightwell because when Booker starts, when Booker gets to start from the get go, it seems to turn to shit. And I'm, I'm all, I'm all set with that. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm not trusting the goddamn Giants. Listen, you know, I, uh, I should trust in my gut when I, at, at the beginning of uh, beginning of the preseason and and even before that during the combine and, and draft season, uh, Brightwell was a guy that was that was one of my targets. Um, I actually grabbed him, put him on my roster for a couple of minutes, and a new shiny object floated in front of me, and I let him go. Uh, I'm not saying that's a uh, that's a wave of regret. Uh, but I think it's one of the things it's a dynasty problem that we all have, you know, yeah. it, it, but these, these injuries are consistent and they'll always be there, you know, uh, for owners who haven't, um, you know, covered their tracks up with, uh, 
uh, Madison yet for uh, Dalvin Cook. You know, this isn't the time to buy. But if you're if you get an off season where maybe you can buy him, uh, maybe a little bit cheaper, that does come into play. Uh, but during the season, the Madison owners are looking for blood. So well, it's it's funny. So I mean, I got two rules I follow when it comes to backups, right? Uh, I'll take backups on good teams, right? That's what I do. I like having backups on good teams. I don't back up my own running backs a lot, but I like taking backups on good teams. The other role I'll do is when situations happen, you know, like a running back goes down, like Barkley goes down and Hilaire goes down and everyone's rushing out to go get Booker and Darrell Williams, who I already own. Um, go get the third guy. Brightwell didn't didn't do anything last week, but I'm still I'm taking the cheaper shot on the upside play. Right, so I'm going to take the cheap freer shot. And Kansas City's got a bunch of them. Right, they got Gore. Right, you can go you can go get you can go get McKinnon. Um, uh, who is it? Elijah Mitchell. They just you know is back in the fold. Take those dart throws. Right, a- absolutely take one of those dart throws because you just you never know. Like, and they're free and and take one. Absolutely. I think I picked up all of them, actually. I think I took all the Kansas City Rockets, Gore and Elijah. Because you know what? If they if if they don't take a snap this week and I don't see anything, I can just drop them. That's fine. You know, that's the lottery ticket upside. And if you're looking for backups and you're concerned because, you know, what's going down and your backups aren't available, go get the third guy. Like, get the third guy if you're worried about your running back, right? Find out who that third guy is if he's got potential upside, right? I mean, you know, the same thing back and forth with, you know, with uh, you know, Collins right there in Seattle. Like the last minute Carson goes out and boom, did he have a great game? No, but you need a running back. You got to throw somebody in there. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to have. He's not a guy I love because I don't think he has huge upside, but again, you know, you need running back depth, you know, carry as many as you can and, you know, take these shots and we'll see what happens. Um, well, I, I think, I think what we're doing right now is kind of, kind of jumping towards, uh, a couple of different guys that that ring a bell. Um, you know, if we stay in, um, if we stay in Seattle, um, Geno Smith is going to be doing everything he can to get rid of the ball. And what I noticed once, uh, once Wilson went out with his finger, um. He was doing everything he can to uh, to get it to DK. So if I'm in, uh, you know, Dynasty is one thing. I'm obviously not going out of my way to go buy myself some DK right now. But in daily, you know, because we we do play, we play a bunch of different formats. Uh, daily is another one. We haven't actually talked about what we do with daily yet at all. Uh, so maybe this week we start talking a little daily action. DK Metcalf's one of my buys. Yeah, no, you're right. He gets the uptick. Lockett's the guy who gets the downtick, right? He gets, and you know who he really gets the uptick is is the tight end on that team, right? Whether it's Everett or Disley, that's the guy you can go get cheaper, right? That's the guy I that's the guy I want a little bit more of because the fact that yeah, you're gonna get good Geno and bad Geno, but I'm I'm. I'm going to tell you from what I saw and probably from what Pete Carroll does, they're going to try to play safe and conservative. Like, so Gino's not going to take locket deep shot threats too, too much. That's why DK is a little bit safer. But uh, again, you know, are you sitting locket? You really better have someone on the bench. I mean, I'd, I'd play Kadarius Tony over maybe this week. Um, but again, the tight end. Oh, over Metcalf? No. Or Lockett? Lockett. Yeah. I'm, I, I just wanted to make sure I heard no, that no. correctly. Yeah, none of a Metcalf. Metcalf is definitely fine and, and 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 reliable. And I think he probably gets more targets, maybe a couple more catches and a little less yardage, you know, maybe touchdown regression. But you know, Geno's a veteran. It's been a league a long time. As we saw last week, you see good Geno, bad Geno. Um, you know, I mean, and that's what you're gonna get when you come in with backups. You're gonna get some of that. We you know, we saw it with Mike Glennon. You know, you're going to get veterans backups who come in and you're going to see good and bad. You're going to see why they're backups, right? but they're going to make enough plays to, you know, keep guys relevant. And I think that's a big uptick. When I see backups come in, the first the first guy I look for and the uptick most of the time is a tight end. 
Well, that's usually the uptick guy. That's a safety blanket. That's a short little sweet throw. And, you know, this week, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, with buys with pits. There's a lot of tight ends out there. Uh, I'm going to give you my number one ad on any waiver wire, and that's Dan Arnold. Right? He's the tight end to go get. People have asked me. I don't want Njoku. I don't, I don't want the one-week wonder unless you're in non-PPR and you look for touchdowns. Fine. I don't want I don't want Ingram. I, I don't, I'm fine with Ricky Seals-Jones. But you know, I want, it's funny I want, you don't I want, want Ingram. I want Arnold. I want I want that target. I mean, he he was him and Agnew led the team in targets. The guy's been on the on the team for a week and a half. He's got he got six catches for sixty four yards last week. That shows me where Lawrence looks. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Right. That coaching staff has basically told him stop throwing deep. We're just going to check down and we're going to throw a little shit. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it it really it really did go to shit once DJ Shark went down. Um, you know, to, to, to our earlier conversation, Marvin Jones is now getting doubled, uh, your buddy Chenault, um, you know, it's really tough to even get him a ball right now when, when three steps in, um, Lawrence is either getting hit, you know, he's still showing that, that rookie mystique, you know, that. Listen, listen, that 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 team sucked the day they signed Irvin Meyer to come in and be their coach. Like that was that was the downfall of the team. That was the concern I had. As soon as he came in, I had concerns with Chenault. Um, and I have concerns all the team. And the funniest part is this is the two, like I said, the two guys that I'm not worried about is Arnold and Robinson. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. And that's what I've seen the last couple of weeks. Right. They've turned into they've turned into the Patriots, right? He must have called Bill. And said, "What are we doing?" And the, and he took the Mac Jones playbook, and he said, "We're just going to throw five, six, ten yard routes. One, two, three, get rid of the ball. One, two, three, get rid of the ball. We're not going over the top. No more big plays." And that's what they've done. And it, it's probably what you should have done from day one with a rookie quarterback, instead of saying, "Hey, just go over and just throw the ball all over the place sixty something times like you did the first couple of weeks." What are you What are you doing? Well, I got I got two things to say to you. Sweet about about what you were just talking about. First, we're going to talk Dan Arnold. One, it was a great trade for the Panthers to send Arnold down to Jacksonville because I think Jacksonville right, great trade for both, been, both sides. Great trade for both sides. You know, having having a guy like Tommy Tremble on one side, you know, who finally caught his first touchdown. Right. Ian Thomas. Looking. Did I? No, I meant Tommy Tremble. Yeah, no, Tommy, they got well, they got two good tight ends, though. Right, but right. but Tommy Trumbull, you know, solidation yep. moment for caught his first touchdown in the year. That's a big moment for me, for for any any owner who who's enjoying Tommy Trumbull. Meanwhile, on the other side, you you were you were talking about um, how Urban Meyer is finally getting um, getting him, you know, Lawrence to stop throwing short and to take a play out of uh Bill Belichick's book with Mac Jones. Mac Jones right now through five weeks has 135 passes completed. The guys around him, Justin Herbert Pat, uh, with 139, Pat Mahomes with another 135, Kirk Cousins 133, guy with a great uptick is Derek Carr with 131. I mean, so... Mac Jones for for a rookie is already in good company. Yeah, again, you know, that's one of the things we talk about here in Dynasty Logic. Dynasty Logic is is why, like, why those numbers are, 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 you know, puts Mac Jones in that company. And the one thing Mac Jones doesn't do that those guys all do is throw is throw a good deep ball, right? And that's where you're going to get volume, and that's exactly who Mac Jones is. I'm not a Mac Jones fan. But Mac Jones, Bill's done a great job with using who Mac Jones is, and that's quick throws, quick reads, get the ball out of your hands. We're not going to throw deep over the top and take risks. We're just going to get the ball out quick, 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 you know, because we're going to take little passes and we're going to try to move down the field. And I think that's the right move for quarterbacks. And, 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 and especially, you know, young rookie quarterbacks, you, you've seen that. And that's the reason why I had concerns, you know, with Chenault. And you know that's the reasons why you see the you, you see what's happening with Allen Robinson, right? The same situation. That's why a guy like Mooney, you know, is kind of getting the balls. He didn't really last week because 
he's looking short. He's looking quickly. Cole Komet has a little uptick, you know, because he, he wants to get rid of the ball. Like they want these guys to get rid of the ball because they don't want them to get killed. And you don't like, so, you know, that's a, a good move. That's probably the, hopefully it's the last good thing I say about Urban Meyer before he's. Gone so who, who do you have a bigger problem with Harbaugh or Urban Meyer? Oh, what a problem is pro- problem is probably Harbaugh. I just don't believe in Myers. I just I don't believe in a guy who goes to programs, gets violations, leaves, goes to another program. I, I don't I don't believe in the, uh, the the Rick Patinos and you know the John Calipari's of the world who you know, get jobs after they have major violations and just go to a different school and, and jump ship before the scandals come out. I I'm not I'm just not a huge fan. Harbaugh is a good coach. I like Harbaugh. I just I thought that was a dick move. You know, but you know, that was that was well. That was my million dollar question of the day. So I hope you enjoyed it. I would take Harbaugh over Meyer all day, though. I I would agree. I would agree with that statement. Guys got a Super Bowl. He played in the league. He 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 knows stuff. I just you know, and and guys. I mean, the NFL. You know, obviously keeps trying that. You you see this once every what three three or you know three to five years. You see, you know, we saw Chip Kelly. You know, or my, you know, that's, that's fine. You know, that that's fine. I, I'm old school. I, I, there's a reason why there's, you know, coaches who are, you know, 70 years old in the league. There's a reason why Pete Carroll still coaches Bill because they're solid, reliable. They know how to win games. But, you know, you brought up a, a really good point about the, uh, about Mac Jones earlier and, and kind of that, that style of who he's, uh, thrown to why he's throwing it there and um whereas a guy like zach wilson doesn't have that ammunition doesn't have those check down players uh the one that's emerging is michael carter yeah and what does that tell you that i need to give this a little more time i don't know why they got rid of herndon you know that could have been a good outlet for him i don't think they got a, a solid return uh, no, the the problem is is again. Well, that's what it, it told me. So what did it tell you? The coaching staff sucks, and they don't give any fucking directions, and they don't have any game plan how to how to manage the kid. They don't know what his strengths and weaknesses are. They're basically just calling straight out the same playbook and just letting them run around and just throw shit. They're not designing. Well, that's why he has nine designing, interceptions but, right now. That's right. I mean, and again, you know, the difference. The difference. The league leading nine interceptions. And there, and there obviously is the difference when you're on a better team. I mean, Mac Jones and the Patriots have, have a great defense, right? Bill is is one of the greatest coaches of all time. He, he game plans better than anyone else, right? So he's going to put a game plan together to get the most out of players, right? And they're going to stay at the Patriots. Uh, again, we're Patriots fans. I'm a huge Patriots fan. This is going to be the down year. If they get seven wins, that'll be great. That'll be phenomenal. But they're going to be in games, whereas the opposite the Jets get blown out early. They don't have a choice but to throw the goddamn ball. And again, that's tough for a kid to really learn and give quick, you know, quick routes to the game. Like I'd rather play Corey Davis than Chenault because at least they're, they have to throw the ball. Right? They have, they have to throw the ball. Right. And, and this is a similar situation. If you look at the Patriots is the reason why I love, you know, I like, and I liked Bourne and I liked Hunter Henry. And I didn't like John U. Smith and I didn't like Aguilar because they're not going to throw deep. And those guys run deeper routes and they're just not going to do that unless you're wide fucking open. Um, that's not that's in their system. Point. That's not in their system, which is great. I mean, and, and again, that's where you can see, you know, coaching and, you know, team stability. And, you know, you saw that the Jets has just been I, I just don't know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, Carter has been an uptake. At least they run the ball a little bit more uh, again. But that they. They're shitty on both sides. Yeah, and to be honest with you, that's uh, the only time in which we'll mention the Jets. I'll make a cognizant effort to uh, to not bring up the Jets again because I know we don't really like talking about the Jets at all. Yet Bobby again, does. for Bobby another does. week. Every here we are. You know, well, well you, you know, there's this when you're no. building out a team and you and and you draft a guy like Zach Wilson. Not only uh, from a dynasty perspective, you draft him, but from a uh, from a long term perspective, and a team drops some significant capital, and 
I great, um, great point of which I was on mute the whole time. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, uh, uh, yeah. But, uh, to 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 go to go to go back to to the Jets and the Jets are important and why we talk about them and like you know Bobby hates bringing it up and we're not Jets fans obviously we're Patriots fans but that means a lot coming from a fan perspective like those are guys again you know I talked about at the beginning of the show like when I take backup running backs I want them on good teams right uh, Michael Carter I like the upside I don't want I don't want any other Jets running back I don't want I don't want that shit show like I I, I don't I don't want it. there's no high upside like this. There's nothing there. I mean, I have no problem, you know, with with Crowder and you get Davis. You're going to get erratic. You're going to get erratic shit from it, and that's and that's fine. Um, but you know, bad teams, you know, they can tell you things. And this at this point in the season, you can see some teams and you can see what they're doing. Um, and other teams take the next step. Like you talk about bad teams, but then you look at look at the Texans, right? A, a guy like Davis Mills who. Uh, comes out and goes boom, 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 three touchdowns in the first half. I mean, they lost the game, but at least they were like, okay, they're starting to teach him a little bit more and let him open it up. After starting the first, you know, last two games, they really went conservative with him and they started to slowly build him up a little bit. Where the Jets come out and say, Wilson, here's the ball, go throw around, go win us some games. What? Hold on. Uh, you know, so that that's a that's a different, you know, trust factor in, you know, in my mind of, of what they're, what they're doing. Well, um, I am hoping that uh, Zach Wilson does get, uh, get sent to another team like a, uh, like a Sam Darnold did and actually gets a revival <laughs> effort. Um, but the just, truth is he's going to, he's going to be there for a little bit. Just don't stop rookie quarterbacks. That's a little, don't draft him to play him. No, you you have to you have to let the process play out. See what happens. Um, you know, consolidation is going to continue as weeks move al- along, um, and I will continue to tell you that Renfro really is the guy. Other than Renfro, Waller, uh, you know. He's actually been better than Waller, especially the last couple of weeks. That's because Waller's getting basically triple teamed at this point. So, you know, and somehow Rugg still isn't getting open. If he is, it's for that kind of pop flash play. Big play. Yep. Um, yep. You know, so, so that really doesn't have fantasy value behind it. That's going to be that, that player that just, you know, he- He's the he's the guy. If you're if you're a bad team and you need help beating a good team in a matchup, you play him because you need the lottery ticket upside. Mm-hmm. Right? That's when you play him. And that, you know we we've talked about this and we've said it all the time. You know, Bobby's playing rugs. You know, to, if he's playing against me, he's playing rugs. I'm playing. I'm playing Renfro. I, I'll take the twelve points. I'm no problem with that. I'll walk away. Is he going to get me twenty five thirty? No, no, no. What? He's gonna get ten. To, he's gonna get me twelve every week. The loser out of it all is Edwards. Um, you know he's consistently getting you know four to five targets, um, still, but it's not enough to to be. Uh, I still to, want. To I still, I still want Edwards over Rugs. If I had to, pay, I would still take Edwards over Rugs. Honestly, I and I won't disagree. And the uh, difference here is. Edwards is still getting red zone targets. And that is one of the reasons why I still want him because he's going to go up and grab the ball. He's, he's, he's another big play guy. Yep. You know, he's yep. a guy that I, I still like, um, you know, that's another lottery ticket. I'm okay with playing on bye weeks. You know, Edwards is a good flex wide receiver. Like if he's my, if you're playing four and he's my fifth, I'm okay with that. If he's my six, I'm even happier with that. I'm so, I'll, I'm not. I'm going to the waiver wire. That's my concern. <laughs> well, you know, why don't you go shit in the hat? I drafted uh, the bastard. Uh, well, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep playing him. But well, you know, the difference you know, is, and that's fine. And you know, absolutely. There's you know, there's upside guys like that. Um, you know, and I and I think we slowly started to see you know some of these wide receivers kind of like produce you know good or bad you know our boy the mummy 
You know, Amon Ra, St. Brown. He had to play because they don't have anyone left. But, but that's I'm still okay. I, again. Still I'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking. I'm taking the volume. I'm, I'm. I'm. He's a guy I'm playing this week. If I need a wide receiver, I think I am playing him in a spot over over a couple of suspect other people that I'm concerned with. But you know, again, you can find guys on the on the waiver wire, and and I, you know, every week if you look, you know, every, every wide receiver I like Preston Williams. You know, he's a guy I. I I picked up in a couple of leagues I really, really like because, again, the other two receivers are injured. I, I like Preston Williams' talent last year, so I'm going to get guys like that. You can go find a couple of these guys who are, you know, I, I'd rather go get him than go get Chris Moore. I, I, I'd rather take a guy who's, you know, who's got more upside for long stability than, you know, and that's the hard part in Dynasty sometimes. you got to look – a little bit beyond what they did last week. Look who's coming back or who's, you know, you know, who's coming back from injury and Nico Collins is coming back. That's the other tip we're going to give to the people this week in redraft leagues and keeper leagues and small, you know, non-leagues. Go get these IR guys. Go pick up Nico Collins. Go pick up Bateman. Right. We, me and you have been doing uh, T.Y. Hilton. Right. Mm-hmm. These guys who are coming back who are still on IR. I actually picked up Bateman last week. And you can stash on an IR spot, and it's a free lottery ticket. Somebody probably dra- oh didn't draft him to an IR. I'm like, hey, you can throw my IR because they might not take him off this week. And again, these are guys if they don't produce, you know, a couple of weeks, just drop them. But you know, get him before, right before they activate. Give him a chance to let give give him a chance to play too. You know, I, I'm letting I'm letting a guy like Harry play a little bit longer because he can have some of those short routes. And maybe he Harry in the Hendersons. What are we talking here? Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. That guy still plays. He does. <laughs> he does. You know, God. he just came off the IR himself. So that was a guy that that was a that was a stash play. Um, he just started getting some reps. You know, last week still not still not really doing much for anything with it. But you know, watch her for one more week. Maybe two if you have the have the luxury for the spot, you know. But by weeks starting up, so guys like this are helpful lottery tickets. Yes, and with the IR because they're still on IR, and if they don't activate them, you can get in ahead, and you could pick up a guy and then put him on your IR and not have to lose a roster spot, and then you get an extra week. And that's you know obviously we teach you it's the biggest thing you know that I've done in my dynasty career and all my fans. I try to be a week ahead. Guys like, oh, who are you picking up this week? Like, you know, again, everyone's going to get to Rel Williams. Like, I own Terrell Williams. Like, I'm not, again, that's why I tell people, you know, everyone's going to get the backup running back. I want the third string guy. Or I want to look at a different situation. Like, a, a, a guy I actually picked up in Dynasty, and I'm surprised he's there. And a guy I picked up in a, in a, in a redraft league I'm in, too, um, is Josh Kelly, who's looking like he's going to be the backup in for the Chargers, right? Oh, I mean, I I was one of the guys that actually dropped Josh Kelly, so I dropped him because they're just it, all signs were leading to Kelly, even as a in a backup role, not producing. Well, listen, I, and I agree with you. I mean, I think the Chargers have literally have the worst backups like every year, um, but. The only reason I would go get someone like that, and even a guy like you know Roundtree, who we're not a fan of, and I'm not a huge fan of Kelly. They are. And here's the thing, you know, we and I said at the beginning, I want back I want running backs on good teams. I want running backs on good teams because you can get a cheap touchdown, right? You can get something, you can get garbage. So those are the running backs I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go try to buy. Like I'd rather go try to get a guy like him than you know pay a ton to go get a guy like you know Booker or wait and see. And again, like I had it today, like now people are going to call about knocking on Darrell Williams. Yeah, yeah, I've had him. I you know you have backups on you know on high powered teams, and it can it can look a little bit better for your roster. Um, you know, so you know this 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 guy's out there. Just look ahead. Be a week ahead of everyone else. Don't be the guy who's a week behind because then you're just chasing. I want to I want to switch it up for a minute. Yeah, um, bring it. Bring it. You know, as uh, as we consistently are a little more active on uh on the Twitter machine 
Uh, there are questions from time to time that you end up throwing out there. Were there any questions this week that you thought were uh, uh, that were getting a little more a little more play than other questions? Yeah, I try. To, I honestly, I try to throw questions out there. You know, as as decisions that we've had in leagues or guys who are similar question marks and, you know, sometimes fun ones, but I mean, I had a good IDP one today and I've actually, I've actually put these two guys in a couple of polls because they've been so erratic. It was, it was a, you know, it was a linebacker one. Um, and we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk linebacker pickups and that's Dave, you know, David long, you know, going to get 10 tackles for Tennessee. He's a, he's a guy you got to go get, you know, they obviously don't, they don't trust Evans, um, you know, and I see 10 tackles. I'm going to get a guy like that. And I put, I put him in a start in a start situation with him. Um, Jerome Baker, who's been erratic, but at least better Patrick queen, who's been a complete shit show disappointment. And our lunch pail boy who just shows up when you get him to start AJ Klein, right? And AJ Klein is a huge play this week. If Matt Milano's out. Because he came in, Matt Milano got hurt. He left the game, and Klein just comes in and cleans everything up when he's on the field. Well, I mean, we were both really mad when they kind of re-signed him because mm-hmm. he's such he's such a solid lunch pail, great linebacker, takes tackles everything. You know who he's a good comp to? Honestly, he's he's Pete Warner, right? He's not going to make huge plays. Probably not going to get sacks. He's not going to get picks. He's going to tackle everything around. Anything that's near him, he's tackling. He's going to wrap him up. Guys aren't getting. And those and those guys are great. And though again, that's where you can see stuff like that. And you know, you can find some of those weird guys. And again, like the talent, you know, do I I love Patrick Queen and the talent is there. Am I dropping him? No, but he's got to go to the bench at this point. Like he's got to go to the bench. Like you can't play and like not produce and you know, just keep producing, especially when there's guys in the way why you can't. Um, you know, our boy, our boy the hands alone, you know. Another solid I've, I've game. I've been playing him. I've been oh, playing him, and he's been been producing. Uh, I do want to talk to you though, because you for, were talking about go, long. Go ahead, one second before you go to that. Right, I would not recommend playing Alex and alone this week. By the way, uh, he's a sit um, because I'll give you a w- weird start of the day. The Bengals haven't given up more than five solo tackles to any linebacker. It's a very random stat, and I'll it is it. it is random, but again, it's something that I looked into and I saw, and because he was available in one league, and I was going to pick him up, and then I looked a little bit at that, and I said, "It's no upside." That no upside. Go ahead, long. So, um, love me long time. Well, no, I want to. <laughs> I want to love me some Monty Rice because Rice is nice if we if we recall, but with Rice, um. He suffered a groin injury after Evans, you know, suffered his quad injury. So, you know, just when I thought I was going to see a little race action, um, nothing. You're not going to. You're not going to. So this, I mean, this will this will lead into another question that you asked me the other day. Um, and a guy like Rice is the guy that we liked. But again, I thought he was a year away. Raw talent, right? Absolutely. Got to learn the position. And I think they know that. I think that's why you see a guy like Long, because they trust him a little bit more. He listens a little bit more, you know, reliable and solid. And, you know, that was that goes to with, with Jermaine Davis, right? Who, who, God, they only have one linebacker. They literally, last week, they had one linebacker. They were playing three safeties and not playing Davis because, again, Davis, super athletic, love him, IDP. Love him dynasty format, but I was again I was concerned with this year because he's got to learn the position a little bit more, you know. Especially when you're going to play middle inside linebacker, that's a position you need to learn, and like that's the variance. That's why I love Pete Warner because Pete Warner was going to come in and make tackles and be solid. Do I think Jermaine Davis would be better than Pete Warner in his career? Yes, because he, he he has the ability to make big plays. He's a lot more rangy, a lot more speed, a lot more athletic, but. He's got to learn the solid position. And I think there's, you know, a few rookies like that. We talked about a guy like Ernest Jones, who I loved. He's having the same kind of issues where he hasn't learned the position or the speed or the NFL. And it, and teams can't trust you to go out there and play green dot and and not know what the hell's going on. Like, so that's why sometimes like, you know, boring lunch pail guys who 
you know, oh, well, he can't cover or he can't. Yeah, he's not fast and he's not this. You're right. You're right. But what he does do is he's smart. All right, he sees balls, tackle ball. See ball, tackle ball. Have he missed tackles? No. Does he overextend himself? No. He knows where he's got to be. And, you know, that's the big difference with, you know, some of these guys that, you know, people are looking at and they go, oh, why is he playing so bad? And I think that's a bigger problem when I see him with Queen. I mean, watch this guy. He's all over the fucking field. I'm like, where the hell is he? I'm like, what is he playing here? I'm like, he's all he whiffs on this, missed tackles and coverage, penalties. I'm like, holy shit, super athletic. But they need to, like, rail him in a little bit. You know, just stop swinging all over the field. Like, you're playing there. Go get there. Um, and I, you know, I think they'll settle it down, hopefully. Uh, but again, you know, he's going to the bench and you can see it. I mean, you know, sometimes guys who are good, different systems change and, you know, you, you can see that. You can see some of the variance in some of those teams um, with linebackers. Speaking of linebacker, what, what, what are your thoughts on, uh, on Jamie Collins here? Um, I'm excited to see him back in the, back in a system that is going to allow him to hit starter. Is he, is he, is he a starter again? I don't think he walks on that team and starts immediately. I think he, I, I, I'm, I mean, from a, from a, from a, he was the only out of all the Patriot linebackers who consistently are inconsistent. He was the anomaly and was consistently consistent and would just hit and make the plays that A, you needed, B, he was normally the tackle leader on the team. So if he's going back into a system that he's extremely familiar with, then I'm all for it. I'm just very curious if they've tweaked the defense enough that he may need another week to learn it. So is he starting this week? Uh, am I starting him in my IDP lineup? No. My watching it for one week, yes. I'll probably start him next week. And, and and Bill, we trust. There's no coach who's better than putting a player in situations that he can excel in. And you see that with Jamie Collins. And that's why Jamie Collins wasn't playing well this year. And he played so well when he's in Detroit. When Patricia destroyed that shit show, he destroyed that shit show for everyone but Collins because he knew exactly what Collins did and where to put Collins. And, you know, Collins was like, okay, this is what I got. This is my position. I know this. And Bill will do the same thing. Bill was like, welcome back. Here you go. I'm going to put you here. You go get ball. And that's what you're going to see. You're going to see him lying back, you know, and he's going to be ranging. He's the guy on the, on the other side. And that's what they do a lot of times. They'll blitz on one side. Um, and then Collins will be on the other side, you know, usually about 10 yards behind the line, uh, behind the line and he'll just protect that backside. Uh, and Collins is that added threat because he's ranging. And the Patriots don't have a ton of those guys who are, are really linebackers who can come track you down like that. And, and again, we saw it with Van Noy a couple of years ago. They tried to put him in that role. That's And I think that's the Jamie Collins role. I think Jamie Collins will, you know, be back to Jamie Collins again. And once again, be the only Patriots linebacker you can trust. <laughs> Who else you got? You got you got anyone you got anyone else this week? Well it's it's funny you mentioned that. Um Pittsburgh is a place that I'm going for an IDP landing spot. Tried and true Another lunchbox guy, Joe Schubert. I oh. think he actually has an uptick this week with Bush's injury. Oh, oh, I actually, I actually am getting off that train and putting him on my bench. I'd give it a week. Give it one more week. They're not playing him a lot on third downs, and he's only covered on a handful of plays. Um, but, and that's that's a concern. It is, except with the Bush injury and who they're playing. They're playing Seattle this week. and Good point. And what they're going to be doing this week against Seattle. Seattle's going to – we were just talking about Geno Smith and what Pete Carroll's play cadence is going to probably be. That's going to be a lot more run heavy. And what is Schubert a solid player with? The the run game. You know, he's he's a – 
sea ball, sea ball tackle, tackle ball. Uh, you know, you know what? That that's a that's a good call. And I'll, I'll give you the guy to go pick up if that happens. The bushes out. It's our old boy Spinelli. Right? Go get Spinelli there. Right? He's gonna he's gonna roll up. He's gonna fall in that lead. And that's what my concern is. The guy like him who knows the system. And again, you're right. Show and and, and this is obviously you know I love Showbert. He's very solid. You know linebacker. And again, he got traded to a team, right? So he doesn't know the system as well. But, you know, that is a concern, you know, because I own him and I've seen him and I've, and I've tracked him. And that's what I've seen. It is he doesn't, they don't put him in coverage a lot, which is kind of funny because I don't know why the hell you'd even take him off the field. Um, but, you know, people do weird, weird stuff like that. But you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. That's a good call, right? Because they're playing Seattle. Look at the matchups. And again, you know, Spinetti there. He's another he's another guy you can go pick up because I think that same situation. You're you're right. I mean, <laughs> Seattle's going to try to run the ball and keep it tight as much as they humanly possibly can. Listen, it's either going to be one of one of those two guys is what what's going to play out this week. You know, um, what happens from there is, you know, either Schobert stays on your IDP roster but doesn't play that often. Or you figure out a way to to move them uh, to an honor for the namesake. Yeah, I mean, and, and I and I think you you know I'll tell you this actually my uh, my redraft pickup defense of the week would be the Pittsburgh Steelers too, right? and I did pick them up in a couple of leagues. Right? I'm I taking a guy. A, that's a really good call. Taking them right. Any any time you need a defense in those situations. Uh, I'm finding the guy who's playing against a backup quarterback. I'm buying those bad teams. The Jets aren't playing this week, so I can't pick up someone playing the Jets. So, is your is your is your backup plan right there for that one? Well, so so this is the week. You know, we were just talking about um, Jamie Collins, uh, who at least luckily goes into a a system that he already knows. Jalen Smith, though, is going to Green Bay. Uh, Devondre Campbell currently has a combined 48 tackles, which is like he, he's top 10 right now. Yep. But I've never I've never put Devondre in a top 10 IDP category for me. He you just either A, I didn't see it. Cole Holcomb was a guy that I've owned before and is currently also a top 10 defensive player right now. Oh, I can tell you why they both are too. It's for one one reason, and we talked about this all the season. We talk about all the time when we talk about IDP. IDP is a lot of times more situation than talent. And exactly. I, they, they they actually I'll say this: they are both talented, but nobody else around them is right. And when Holcomb, he's literally the only linebacker they have mm-hmm. like Davis, and they don't trust Davis right now. So that's why. And and again, you know, going to the Packers. There's no other linebacker who can really cover. All those other linebackers are two-down linebackers. They really have. They, they, they lack coverage skills. They lack a little bit of this, they lack a little bit of that. And that's why you see guys, you know, who who come in and they take over situations like that because they, they don't have talent around. That's why Perryman did that same thing when he went to when he went to the Raiders. Right? Perryman walks in and he didn't know the system, didn't know that, but he showed I'm a better linebacker than whatever the hell you got here. And that just wins out, right? And a lot of times in IDP, you can find, you know, guys like that in situations, um, you know, because of injuries or because of the lack of talent around him, they're the only ones tackling. It's probably it's not good for the teams, but fantasy wise, it's, it's good. It's good for us. I think Smith will, you know, obviously take his value down a little bit. Um, I, th- I think it takes it down enough that he ends up becoming the long term lead tackler. By I want to see what the difference is between uh, weeks one through eight and eight through seventeen. Who actually, you know, this is going to be something I'm watching for the whole season. Um, you know, who actually becomes that lead lead dog tackler um, going forward? I think I think Smith has a legitimate opportunity to do so. Yes, and I would agree with you. Obviously, the Smith concern is the same, you know, concern we have when guys change teams. So how quickly do you quick, you know, how quickly, you know, quickly do you pick up the system? You know, what are you going to do? But uh, again, they should put them in the right situation, and they can they can absolutely have two viable linebackers in that. Mm-hmm. But um, what I want to see, and what normally happens with guys like this, when you pick up a ball player midseason, 
and you acquire him through a trade or a free agent, you just let them play natural ball. So I'm hoping they put Smith back into a natural position and he's just running around for, and just, just hitting, hitting ball players. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. send them into coverage that, that often. So that's why if there's, if there's a guy that I'm looking to do what I can to buy, he's one of them. You know, we're still hunting for the Blake Martinez unicorn that left there. He's not on that roster. He's not there yet. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I could at least try to taste the rainbow for now. And there you go. See, yeah. see what comes up. You know, Masha, I would appreciate your love for Skittles. You know, it'd be great. You know, it's 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 perfect, and that's and that's what you'll see. I mean, you'll see you know differences and and. And that's a good point with tracking some of these situations. Like this is how you can track free guys without having to go pick them up or watch guys or, or get ahead of the system. You can get ahead of guys like, uh, you know, you know, Smith, you know, got cut and, you know, I don't, I don't like them here because they have another linebacker or you can go get them cheap. Right. And again, teams tell you what they're doing, um, you know, and, and you've seen, you know, good players not have, you know, great times. Um, I'll give you a perfect example of a linebacker. And that's, that's my boy Cunningham. Who I love, right? And Cohill asked me like, "What's the problem with Cunningham in Houston?" I don't think there's a problem with Cunningham. I think the fact that that team gets so far behind that the other team just runs the ball on, like they just run the ball. They don't. So you know, it's not they're not in a game where they have to wide out and he has to run around and kind of close out. Like they just run the ball on on, on the Texans, which you know kind of hurts it. And that's you know that's why you've seen a guy like you know Kirksley you know, get more tackles because he's, you know, he's up the middle and he's stopping the run a little bit more where Cunningham's the rangy, you know, kind of like Jamie Collins kind of guy, like he's all over the field. But when you, when the other team has the lead, they're not throwing as much. They're not running that, you know what I mean? Like, so that has a lot. Am I sitting Cunningham? I, if you're fine, you can, you can try to, but I'm still not sitting a guy like that. He's too talented. And I think the Texans have shown, shown life a little bit. Teams are getting better. IR guys coming back. Teams will change. Just don't jump the gun. Oh, I got a solidation one for you. I love solidation. Solidation one for you. I was I was Knox. I was Knox's breakout. Welcome to the league. Here's my two touchdowns. Here's my hundred yards. There we go. Don't leave me open. Don't sleep on that Buffalo team. The team looks scary. Knox makes that team scary. He's you the know, guy who it, makes that team scary. Because you want you want you want double team you want double team you know you want to take out Sanders you know and you want you want to take out you know your boy out there Diggs you want to double team him all right well you've seen Knox like not am I saying Knox is like super talented athletic no but he goes to the open spot and he always has one on one coverage and it's usually a, a linebacker or a safety and the safety in corner he's bigger than. And the linebacker, he can outrun. And here you go. And Josh Allen has improved. And that's why, you know, people are concerned with Diggs. I'm not super concerned with Diggs. Yeah, he's getting less targets. But he's getting better targets. Right? He's getting better targets. Diggs is finally doing that thing that I was anticipating him doing, which is crashing down back to Diggs' earth. Except he's on a different side of the, the moon at this point. And Diggs is still going to do what Diggs does best, which is produce. He's just not going to produce as well or as often right now because you got a guy who's just passing the ball to a the first wow. open guy. And if your if your roots take longer to develop, well, maybe you're not getting the ball because he's already moved on in, in the uh, in his progressions. And I think I'm, I'm buying. I'm buying. I'm buying digs right now because I I agree with you. But again, I think teams start to see that and they start to take a buck, you know, buckle down a little bit. The guy who lost in this whole deal is 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 Beasley. And and again, that you know, it, it, as you've seen, it's been erratic. But like the two guys on offense, like you know, Sanders has had a couple of really good games and a couple of eh, Beasley's been similar. But Diggs hasn't been great, but he's been good every week. And Knox has been good every week. Those two guys. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm rolling out because you know what? Again, championship team, dynasty. I want I want solid, reliable. I, I, I 
I'm fine with lottery ticket, but lottery ticket gets you 28, and then the next week gets you eight, and the eight will kill you every single time. Oh, you know, on a team that you know the teams that I built in Dynasty, I want the safe, solid guy. I want the guy who's getting six to eight targets. You know, that's that's fine. Well, he only had 60 yards this week. That's fine. He's getting the targets. I don't I don't want the guy who's got you know three targets for 80 yards and a touchdown. I, I don't want that guy. I, I it's not going to hold up. You know, that's, it's, it's just not, so you can, you know, you can see some of these teams and that's, this is a key time in dynasty. You you look at, you can look at all these numbers and you can look at the teams and what they showed you, like how they're throwing the ball around, how they run the ball, what their percentages are and what they're doing. Um, You get a good sample size at at five weeks of what these teams are doing and what they're about. And you can find guys, you know, you can, you can find guys to adjust and, you know, like I said, I'm going to keep preaching it because it happens all season. And guys are like, who should I pick up this week? And, I, and I'll look ahead. I'm like, why don't you go get this guy? Why? Well, he's not going to play. He might not play for three weeks. But if he does start, you won't get him off the way of wire that week, especially if you're a good team. If you're a good team, you're at the bottom of the wire. So, like, you need to. And this is where I've lived for a long time, so I've had to dig deep. This is where it comes back to where I try to, you know, who's the number three guy? Like who's the lottery ticket guy when it comes to like a running back or a wide receiver on my bench? If he doesn't produce, I can always cut him. Right? But if he hits, then I, I got like a free guy that I don't have to fight for the fucking waiver wire for. Like, cause I'm not going to get that guy because I don't have a high claim. And like on the flip side, like it's in a shitty spot because the guy who's a shitty team is, is going to take, you know, the, you know, he's going to take that top guy of that week. So, you know, you just know that in the waiver wire. It's a waiver wire tip that I always use, you know, and guys have asked me when they won, oh, you're at the, how do you do this at the bottom? I was like, just, just map us, just map it out. Just look at it and try to look at your league and say, who is everyone going to pick up? Okay, well, this week they're going to pick up, you know, Booker and they're going to go, you know, get Chris Moore. I'm going to tell you, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all set with that. No more, more for me. And it's week six. Seal it up, get the deal done, and enjoy week six.